Hello, everyone, and welcome to the First Loved Podcast. Well, I hope you had an awesome Thanksgiving. I had the incredible joy and privilege of having my sister and brother-in-law visiting with us. We rarely get to see each other, and we just had an incredible time. And so I hope you had a great time with your family as well. Well, because of Thanksgiving and because of such a busy fall, after chatting with Peter about it, we felt led for me to share a bunch of really fun stories from all the different places I was this fall, sharing God's love with so many different people. I just want to encourage your hearts, giving thanks to the Lord for He is good and His love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. That's the end of Psalm 100. I want to give thanks for the goodness of the Lord, the faithfulness of the Lord, and to tell some really fun stories. So, I want to begin with the very first weekend that I did was down in a church in Connecticut. And many, many times I'll tell people how God so wants to love us that even when I'm just trying to illustrate, it's amazing what the Lord will do. And in this particular church, we had a really precious weekend. It was our first time, actually, of having facilitators that we recruited from the church and not our own. And boy, they were pretty nervous about it. But at the end, when we were debriefing, it was really, really precious to hear what happened to them, both as participants and as the facilitators and what they watched God do. And I just want to encourage all of you in that. Sometimes when we've gone out with our trained people, it kind of sets the bar pretty high. And of course, a lot of great things happen when you have trained people. But I want to encourage all of you today that I watched God do amazing things through people who just heard about it, who are willing to share, just be an, a vessel of the Lord's love to another person. What they got to see happen to another person through them was so powerful as well as what God did to them personally. Well, anyway, I also had to stick around on Sunday morning. And here's the thing I want to share with you about that particular weekend. Again, wonderful things, great time. But Sunday morning, I'm trying to figure out, so Lord, what do I say to the whole church? So as I'm speaking and sharing with the church, and I start sharing some verses that pop into my mind, and I want to illustrate I'm looking out and I see this couple and I'm looking at them and I begin sharing Psalm 23 and I'm telling them how even a psalm that's so familiar, when you actually hear it from God, where David in that psalm begins by just describing God in third person, then it goes into second person and he says, you, most people have never heard it first person from God's heart to yours. In fact, it's, I think, the second track on our love verse CD. And so, if you haven't got that yet, I want to encourage you to do that because there's a number of familiar verses on that CD which become extraordinarily new and wonderful when you hear God say them to you. Well, anyway, so I begin to say Psalm 23, and they hear me saying, I, Yahweh, am your shepherd, and you will never want, you will never lack anything. And I'm looking at this couple initially, and then my eyes go between their heads, and I see this older gal. She's staring right at me, and I fix my gaze finally on her when I get to, I know you are going through the valley of the shadow of death, but I'm telling you, fear no evil, for I am with you. My rod, my staff, they're here to comfort you. So I continue to say the verse, and then especially at the end when I say, so surely my goodness my kindness, my love, my mercy will follow you, be with you every day of your life, and you will, you will dwell in my house again forever. 
So I continue through the sermon. Well, in this particular church, one of their traditions that I actually grew up in churches that did this, where the pastor stands at the back door and everybody goes out and greets the pastor and the pastor greets them. But in my tradition in the vineyard, I was always up front praying for people. So that never happened. So it's kind of a weird thing after all these years of pastoring to stand at the back door and encounter the people as they're coming out. Actually, it was really fun to just get their little brief feedback and how they were impacted and what God did. Well, anyway, about halfway through the line, this elderly gal, it's her turn. And so she steps up to me and I look at her and I say, how are you, hon? And she says, oh, pastor, you know, that was so amazing today. And I said, well, I'm just so, so blessed that you were blessed. It makes me happy to hear that. And I'm holding her hand, and then I look into her face, and I just say, can I ask you a question? Do you remember at some point I was saying Psalm 23, and I felt compelled when I got to the going through the valley of the shadow of death part that I was looking directly at you and felt compelled to stay on you and say it all the way to the end. I was just curious, did that have anything special or significant about it for you? And her eyes got all watery, and she says, oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I said, well, can you tell me? And she says, well, a few months back, I lost my husband of 50, I think, 56 years maybe of marriage. She says, Psalm 23 was his favorite psalm. And I'm like, really? And then, though, she says, but I never heard it like that. It was amazing and so touched my heart. And then I had fun to say the last line to her again. Well, then let me say this to you again. Surely, truly, absolutely, my mercy, goodness, grace, kindness will follow you all the days of your life, and you will dwell with him in my house forever. Oh, it was so cool. She just came into my arms, and I just held her, and we both got all teary It just blew me away, you know, that once again, just trying to illustrate, God knew, God knew this gal. He knew her heart. He knew her story. He knew her loss. And then he speaks directly to her through the most favorite song of her husband who had passed. You got to be encouraged by that. (laughs) I mean, it was a big part of just enjoying driving all the way home that day from Connecticut because I'm remembering different comments from different people as they all went through that line. It's so blessed and touched my heart. Well, then the next time I'm doing this weekend and it was supposed to be a full weekend and then some things happened that it didn't end up happening. And instead it ended up being just a Saturday morning. And so it was an opportunity for me just to give him a little brief overview of what it was about to lead some worship and to see if I could get my foot in the door, let them know who I was, what was going on, with the hope that we'd have a fuller weekend sometime later. So anyway, I had a blast. I I don't usually get to take this amount of time, but I had about 45 minutes to do worship. And I felt led from the Lord as I was preparing that at the end of it, I would sing some of the songs that I like to sing regularly, but also to let the Lord speak to the people through them. And in this case, the one song especially is this song, He Knows My Name. Tommy Walker wrote that song, and it's in third person. It's all talking about God as maker, as father, and he knows my name. Well, I just love to sing it over the people. I know your name. I know. I know your every thought. 
and I see each tear that falls, and I hear you when you call. And so I kept singing that, and the Lord would give me other things to say, and it just so set the stage, and it was a blast. So finally I get up there, and now I have about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, something to just kind of share with them what first love is, what it's about. So I'm going along, and I'm sharing, and I get to that moment where I start to explain to them about why I personalized even the song, and then why we personalize verses so that we can hear God, so that we can experience Him through the Scripture, talk directly to our own hearts. So I'm doing that. And then the other thing I love to tell them and share with people is that the best part is as you get these verses memorized and you have them first person, and you guys hear me do this all the time at the end of many podcasts, is that I'll turn around and speak the verse to you. But you guys can't see when we're here in the studio, but when I do that, I do that from memory. I'm not reading something. This is stuff that's stored up in me, and it's so much fun to share it with you and give it away. So anyway, I stand there, and I pause for a moment, and I say, I just want to illustrate. I just glance quickly, kind of peripheral through the room, and I see this gal sitting out there. And so I share the Lamentations verse, call this to mind, and you will have hope. Because of my great love for you, I will not let you be consumed. My mercies, my compassion, they never fail. They are new every morning. Great is my faithfulness to you. For I, Yahweh, am your portion. I, Yahweh, am your portion. And then I think I coupled it with 2 Corinthians 1, 8, 9. For I know you're under great pressure, far beyond your ability to endure, so that you despair even of life. But it's in times like these when you cannot rely on yourself, you're learning to rely on me, your God, who has the power to rescue you, raise you from this death-like situation. So I finish and I look at her and I say, how was that? And she couldn't speak. And then eventually tears start coming down. She reaches out for some Kleenex and tears start flowing a little bit more and a little bit more. And I said, hmm, it it seems like you needed to hear that today. And now finally she says, oh, yes. Well, and then I move on. Well, at the end, she comes up to me and I said, hey, can you just share with me what happened to you when you heard the Lord speak that passage to you today? She goes, well, she says, I am going through such a difficult time. And she says, the crazy thing, though, was that I went to the wrong church and this church has multiple campuses. So she said, I went to the wrong campus this morning. And I was so discouraged because I really wanted to come and I felt like I needed to be there. And I was just going to go home because I was frustrated. But something in my soul, you know, just felt like I need to go. So she made the extra half hour drive and got there right at the tail end of the worship time. And she said, so I wasn't even going to come. And yet I persevered and I came. When she came up to tell me this, though, I forgot to say that I'm talking to this guy. He came up to say some things to me. He was sitting in the front. So he and I engaged right away. Well, she starts to share some of the really difficult things that are going on. And then this guy chimes in and he goes, Mark, she's in my home group. And he said, I don't know when she started to cry, but he says, I started to cry right away because I'm blown away that the Lord is speaking this stuff to her when I've known for weeks the heartache, the turmoil, the pressure, the difficulty that she's been going through. I couldn't believe that God would be saying this to her to encourage her. And so the two of them are like, yeah, right? Could you believe that? That was so amazing. And she wanted to know what the passage was. And then a little bit later, the person who invited me there 
she comes up to me without knowing that we'd had this conversation. And she says, Mark, that was so amazing that you picked her and said that verse to her because, and my friend's a counselor, she said, I just know some of the things that are going on in her life and some of the struggle and difficulty. And she says, you started to speak that verse and I'm crying. <laughs> and I'm finding out two other people in the room are crying before she's crying because they know her situation. And again, you guys, that's what's so profound and powerful about this is that so many times, and I'm just trying to illustrate So many times the Lord, if we'll just put it out there, He knows and He will direct your loving act, your loving words in such a way that you may not know, but He knows because He so desperately wants people to encounter and to experience His love. It was so much fun to think about, to talk about, to revel in how the Lord had spoke and ministered to Then one other thing, in the few minutes that I have, I'll tell this other one too, is that then actually I got the chance to go back to Peter Van Time, my buddy's church, and it was just the one-day deal. And this was so crazy because in God's kindness, we're trying to make a video, some kind of four or five minute video that we could finally just show to churches and people. They could come to the website and have an idea of what first love is. So a friend came that day and set up cameras for interviews, but he also set up the camera to just listen to me do the session on love verses. So they didn't get there till late morning, set up while we were eating lunch. I come in at one o'clock and I start to share and I teach the lesson there for about an hour. Well, while people were off doing their synonym antonym time, I went into a classroom where they had set up lights and camera and stuff for people to share testimonies. Well, I get in there and my friend needed help and there was nobody that I could give to him to help him schlep the gear and all that stuff. So he had met somebody a couple weeks earlier at an event and the guy says, if you ever need help, call me. So my friend called him. And so he says, I'll come and help you. So he shows up. I meet him at lunch long enough to just say hi. So I go into that classroom while everybody else is off doing their synonym antonym thing. And he comes up to me and he is just lit up with excitement and joy. He's like, that was the coolest thing I ever heard. He says, I'm just supposed to be there looking through the camera, but you are so on to something. That, that's like the thing that's missing. And he actually is understanding without having even been to the first session. And he's just going on and on and on and on and on with excitement. This makes so much sense. And he says, I realize I'm looking through the camera and God's talking. God's talking through you. And some of those things you were saying were like so right on for my own heart, for my own life. I mean, God's talking with such compassion and such kindness. And and he went on and on and on and on. And every moment that he could sneak in another thought with me, he kept trying to talk to me. And he and I are still trying to find a time together. But he's so eager to want to connect and figure out how can I get a chance to come and do this with his church and with his friends. I had to tell you that story because, again, here's a guy just showing up to look in a camera. And he only get to hear the one lesson. He's just so excited and it's all making sense to him. Like, of course, we've got to experience God's love first. And he said, I witnessed and experienced God. I've experienced Jesus alive in you and through you and talking to me. And it definitely rocked my world. I hope you're encouraged because I am. (laughs) It blows my mind at the kindness of the Lord that we put this stuff out there and lives are touched, hearts are touched. It's just amazing. So, 
full of thankfulness going into the Christmas season, be filled with faith, be filled with hope that the Lord will use you, that there will be opportunities for conversation, opportunities to speak and share His love. And I just pray that you'll give it away with a full and rich heart and watch what the Lord does. Well, love you, bless you, and may you see the good in all that happens today. Mm -hmm.